Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney. Vivian is here to talk to you, to encourage you, and to show you how she had a successful homeschooling experience with her Wildflower Academy, and that her kids turned out great, and that with God's help, you can create the same experience she did. From her beginnings in Hostert, West Germany, to Dallas, it's been quite a journey, and her abilities to adapt, survive, and thrive are what make her unique in homeschooling. So have your pen and paper ready. It's The Sociable Homeschooler. And now, here's your host, Vivian McNinney. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Psalm 19, verse 14. Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to The Sociable Homeschooler. My name is Vivian McNenny, and I'm going to be bringing you family insights and delights from our household, where God dwells in every nook and cranny, wherever we happen to be. Here, life could do with being more ordinary as we settle into all the changes that have been wrought upon our lives in just a few short months. Each week, I cajole and bribe an unsuspecting, hugely fascinating person to join me for part of the show. This week, I'm thrilled to share with you an interview I recorded with my nephews, who were visiting us us for my son's wedding a month ago. I offered them a delicious hamburger and a promise of a nighttime swim in the pool with the light on in return for a chat with their favourite aunt. So this show is going to be about their visit and some of the things they reminded me of when I had young people still living in my house. I'm drinking tea with a piece of double chocolate chocolate cake. So let's get on with things before the sugar rush hits. As you know, my brother and his boys came to Texas for the wedding of the year. Fantastic, wasn't it, boys? I know you're listening. It was a whirlwind trip, and at the end of it, I asked them when they had to go back to school, thinking it was later that week. They said they had another week and a half to go, and I remembered that in England there are three terms, and the breaks in between are quite substantial, not just a long weekend. So I asked Vincent why I hadn't stayed for another few days and possibly into the weekend so that we could have done more stuff. I mean, seeing America, especially Dallas, in five days is next to impossible if you want to give it justice. And he said he had to get back to work because he was saving his vacation time for the summer when he would be able to spend lots of times with his sons, lucky boys. I thought, fair enough, five days is half the allotted vacation time here and summers are long. Thus started a discussion about the amount of holiday time English workers get. Can you believe six weeks plus 10 national holidays for a total of 40 days compared to America with 10 vacation days and 10 public holidays for a total of 20 for most people? My brother wondered how we managed and I said we just did. Here he is worrying he'll run out of time in the summer and here we are not even able to get close to spending any more than a couple of weeks with our children if we work full time. My father always took a four-week holiday with us, either in England or Italy, and I suppose I thought nothing of it. My two nephews are four and a half years apart, and they, like most siblings, get on well sometimes and bicker at other times. My blue-eyed cowboy and I are well-seasoned to this kind of behaviour, having had four children at home all the time, double the bickering, twice the harmony. We just worked through it, turning a deaf ear, picking our battles. In fact, I found my nephews to be very obedient, and when I wanted to get them to do anything, i just hold up my hand for attention and tell them my request. They always complied with no questions. Thank you. When they first arrived, I watched their faces closely as they walked through my kitchen door, knowing the size of their father's house and our tiny little flat in London. I knew they'd be pleasantly surprised by the size of our Mac Mansion. Do you remember your first impression, Sam and Faneuil? Your eyes nearly popped out of your heads and all thoughts of being tired vanished. 
they'd missed their connecting flight in Houston because they were delayed in London. So we're arriving a couple of hours later than anticipated and had been up about 24 hours at a rough guess. They dropped their bags and we had to show them around to squeals of, this is amazing, this is so cool and isn't this lovely, their favourite word. When I walked out to my office to show Sam the pool with its light on, I thought he was going to run straight out into the garden and jump in, except it was 11 o'clock at night and about 35 degrees Fahrenheit. Sam stayed up for some American cheese and crackers while Nathaniel crashed on the mattress in his room. We had a for sale sign up in the front garden which wasn't noticed until the following afternoon and the youngest boy, Nathaniel, asked me why we would want to sell the house. I explained that it was too big for just the two of us now and also it was time for us to move on. He thought about this for a while and then he said, I think it's lovely. I could easily live here all on my own with a dog. You could, I said. You like it that much? But I have so many rooms I don't use. Then he listed all the things I could do with the rooms each day. He told me that, of course, I'd always use the large open plan living room and the massive kitchen on a daily basis. And that in addition to my bedroom and a spare room for guests, I could have a downstairs office, which I have and an upstairs office, and Uncle Larry could have two offices too, since I'd have two. I said it was rather like having a dozen pairs of shoes. I could only wear one pair at a time. And he said, well, you could use each room at least once every day. You had it well thought out, didn't you, Nathaniel? He loved the concrete floors, the high ceilings, the trees beginning to bud behind the fence outside, the size of the garden, the pool, of course, and the quiet. On the morning he was leaving, I saw him sitting on the glider next to the pool, swinging and looking around, taking it all in for the last time. You were both rather sad to be leaving, weren't you? Well, never mind. You have plans to return to America and live here when you're in your 20s, don't you? Their appetites were amazing, too. I jokingly suggested Vincent put them on the scales when they got home to see how much weight they'd packed on. But he did say, after trying one of the jelly vitamins I had on the counter, that nothing in America tastes bad. Quite an observation, and mostly true, except for syrup on chicken and waffles. We'd take them out to dinner or breakfast. No children's menus for these fellows. They were growing lads. They'd order and eat every bite to the amazement of the waiters. Where I'd be full for the rest of the day, they could eat at least two more times and enjoy snacks in between. I always encouraged my children to eat little and often, and my refrigerator was well stocked. And my mother, when she visited, said, your children are always eating. I had this fear that they'd go hungry. My nephews enjoyed their food so much, my maternal grandmother would have commented in her northern brogue, I'd rather feed them for a week than a month. While they were here, we headed downtown to show them how some of the other half lived. The wedding was over and we'd walked around the immediate neighbourhood and got a feel for the affluent community with its open plan gardens and alleyways. A little dose of sketch would do no harm and they could return home with a more balanced view of this American life. We were preparing to get onto the expressway but were headed off by several police cars and orange cones and sent on a diversion. At one side street adjacent to the motorway, we saw a news van and cameras so knew something major had happened. But what? I suggested an incident as we rubbernecked to get a view of the crush of cars and flashing lights. We could hear sirens wailing and the whole area was on alert with policemen, ambulances and fire trucks jockeying for position and directing traffic. There was a deadlock on the southbound portion of the motorway. My cowboy, who was in front of us, we couldn't all fit in one car, rolled down his window to ask a policeman what had happened and were told that he couldn't talk about the incident. So I was right. 
We managed to get on the motorway further along and both the boys were excited and could talk about nothing else all the way to the large store where we were taking back the beer and wine not consumed at the weekend's big event. While we were inside getting a refund, Dort stayed in her car to check the news and she had answers for us on our return. A chase apparently had started about 8.30 that morning. It was now about one o'clock and it was on Beltline and a woman at some point who was in a car ran into a police officer who was on foot and when they finally got her to stop, got her surrounded, she was shot and her car crashed but no one knew whether the crash or the bullet had killed her. Crazy stuff, huh? As good as Cops and Robbers movies. <laughs> we did see some of the houses near Fair Park with people loitering on the streets. Not somewhere you'd want to break down. The boys were awed by the high buildings in the downtown area, which they could see through the sunroof in the car. Most impressive. And because we were full from our trip to IHOP and our breakfasts, we didn't have to find somewhere to eat. So we were able to do most of the sightseeing from the car. Kind of a drive through excursion. Much safer that way. Mailboxes were something they'd only seen on television but never in real life. So we went outside to the curb and played with opening and shutting the door to get the flags to rise or fall. No personal delivery to your doormat here. Because I'm now a Texan, um, adopted but with four who are born and bred, five really because we have to count Uncle Larry, it's difficult to remember what's new for the visitor's eye and what's not. Grocery stores, of course, are probably vast with shelves packed with all kinds of choices they had to go to walmart because they'd heard about it in england all bad probably and we really only made it to the food section of walmart because they fell in love with the sweet treats on offer for breakfast and had to take some home like pop tarts and cereal and chocolate have you still got your peanut butter and chocolate cereal or have you eaten it all we'll bring you some when we when we come over to england shall we as i said in my intro I managed to record my nephews while they were here, so after the short break, you'll be treated to the conversation I had with them after a little bit of bribery, which really wasn't needed as they thought it would be great fun to be on the radio, which it is. They had been swimming, tell me something new, so were comfortable in my warm office after they dried off, and I pulled a couple of chairs up around my computer and went over what we were going to be talking about. Then I noticed that they would probably move around on their chairs and with the concrete floor the scraping noise would be uncomfortable on the ears so I pulled a drury rug up and set the chairs on it and this was the first time I had conducted an interview face to face with my guests and it was very casual and very comfortable and they were most relaxed. Nathaniel had hiccups before we started so I sent him off to the kitchen to get a spoonful of peanut butter. Off he rushed and halfway through the door he turned back and said why Auntie Vivian? Because it's the only thing that'll stop your hiccups, he said. I said it, and I was right. I told them that I'd look at the one I wanted to answer the question first and ask them to try not to talk over each other. Those were my only directions. And when you come back, I'm sure you'll agree that they did a very good job indeed. So don't go far. I'll be up next with my nephews, Samuel and Nathaniel Bagley. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Hi, everybody. This is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. You come on flat top, here 
Yes, why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear the latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Well, as I said just before I went on my break, I have two very special guests with me this afternoon, and they're going to introduce themselves to you. And first off, to my left, who do we have? Hi, um, my name's Sam. Uh, I'm 14 years old and I come from England. And Sam, what's your last name? Samuel Bagley. Samuel Bagley, you see. So he's my nephew and he carries the family name. And on my right, I have... Hi, I'm Nathaniel Bagley. I'm nine years old and... My hobby is drums, and I go to Oxford Primary School. You go to Oxford Primary School? Okay. So for our listeners, they really may not understand what a primary school is. What ages are there in primary school? There's nursery, which is toddler age, to year six, which is 11 years old. 11, so you're nine, so you've got maybe another couple of years there? Yeah, I've got about a year and a half left. A year and a half left, and you said your hobbies were drums? Yeah, my hobby's drums. I'm ju- I'm doing a grade two now. Okay, well, very good. And Sam, you told us, did you tell us what your hobby was? Yeah, um, I do drums and I play rugby, so I do drums as well. I'm going to start my grade three in a few weeks. Yeah, and um, the school you go to is an older school, right? So, yeah, so... Uh, I go to a uh, high school in America, I think, which is ranges from ages 12 to 18. Okay, so, so you're getting ready to do some exams, important exams in a couple yeah, of years? Yeah, I have to do some important exams in the next couple of years to okay. get my grades. All right. <coughs> so your ambition when you leave school, Sam, what do you want to do? do well, you know? uh, i got a couple of things I'd like to do. I wouldn't mind like going into graphic design or becoming a chef because mm-hmm. I quite like the arts places in my school. Mm-hmm quite like that. Well, that's that's admirable. I have a son who loves to cook. Well, both my sons love to cook, but I have one in particular who really enjoys cooking. And so, Nathaniel, what do you want to do when you eventually leave school? Or have well, you not thought about that much yet? Mine are Samuel's and one more. I want to be a uh, graphic designer mm-hmm. um, and I want to be a cook. But I got uh, two other reasons. One is um, I want to be an artist mm-hmm. and the other is I want to be a vet to help out animals. Oh, wonderful. Gosh. So do you have any pets at home? Yeah, we have a dog and two guinea pigs. Wow. How, how are the guinea pigs? Do they sleep at night or do they wake up? They sleep at night, but they're really noisy when I wake up. When I wake up and open their door, they're just like, they're so noisy. Are they friendly? Yeah, but they're shy because they're only babies. Oh, right. Well, that's the best way to have animals. Start yeah. them off as babies and they get to know you. Okay, now, Sam, yeah. I want you to tell me, when did you arrive in America to come visit me? Uh, we arrived last... I think it was... Oh. Last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Okay, something's getting to yeah, you, I think. I just... Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> 
You arrived last Wednesday and you came for a very special occasion. What was the occasion? Uh, yeah, our, cousins get it, our cousin was getting married. And tell us about the flight. What kind of flight did you have? Um, well, the first one, the first flight was really long. It was 10 hours. Wow. And we were just a bit annoyed at, after that. And we were even more annoyed when we found out we missed our flight. So we had to wait two and a half more hours to get from Houston to Dallas. So you flew from London to Houston? Yep. And then you had to have a connecting flight? Yep, we had to have a connecting flight, uh, but we missed it, so we had to get the later one. So what happened? So why did you miss it, do you think? Uh, Well, the first flight uh, didn't leave on time because we were waiting for a couple more passengers. Oh, that's always so annoying. That sort of ruins the flight, doesn't it? When you know that you're late and you've got a connection, you know that you're going to miss that connection. Yeah. All right, so Nathaniel, I know you're really young and you had a 10-hour flight... And then you got stuck in Houston for an extra two hours because you missed your plane. So what? tell us what you did in Houston. Well, we basically just looked in shops and like W.H. Smith's and all that. And <laughs> But mainly... It was late for you though, wasn't it? Because you'd already been up really early yeah. since like six o'clock. I know, but... And it, we had a basically a 30-hour day because we went back six hours. Yes, you did. And it, the day felt like five days in one because mm. it was... When we were waiting two and a half hours, mainly what we did was sit down and just wait most of it. Mm-hmm. And we looked in about one or two shops and mm-hmm. it was so annoying. But we spent about half an hour eating our lunch... Dinner. Well, it was lunch, but it was really dinner, yeah. and you really didn't know what it was, I right, know, at that point. Like, it was just food. Said, oh, what are we having? <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying. So what did you have? I had a cheese sandwich with crisps, and... Okay, so where did you get your cheese sandwiches? Oh, I meant cheese roll. Cheese roll. Um... Can you remember the name of the restaurant? Do you remember the name? Uh, no, we didn't yeah. eat at yeah. a restaurant. In Houston, oh. we went yeah, to but... a, barbe- a barbecue place... And you got a bit to eat mm-hmm. when we were in Houston. And then now you didn't really like that, so you got um, a bit of McDonald's. So. Uh, a bit of McDonald's. Yeah. Okay, so you know McDonald's. Do you have McDonald's in England? Yeah, but the McDonald's in England is very different. It's got different food range and we have different drinks as well. Really? Really? Yeah. So it's that different. That's interesting. All right, so um, I'm going to talk to you, Sam, about jet lag. When you arrived, I know it was really late, and you'd been up for like 30 hours, and you were exhausted, so you arrived in our house, and you went straight to bed. Uh, what about in the morning? Did you Were you able to get up? Did you, uh, did you well, sleep well? I'm not what? sure how the value felt, but I, I wasn't too much, that, too much jet, jet lagged, because um, it, it's always, you always get a more jet lagged uh, going back to England, because... Mm-hmm days you have to stay up later mm-hmm. and you have to get back in the swing yeah but this time it wasn't as bad because we were just tired and it was earlier and we sort of got used to it in the end and so you were able you just got up at the normal time your normal getting up time well i got up a bit later because i was really exhausted but, so what was a bit later uh well instead of about seven o'clock about well eight o'clock i got up about ten ten thirty Oh, you slept that late. You didn't know, did you? No. Well, what I did was I usually get up about 5.30, but I got up at about <laughs> 6 or 6.15, and I just stayed in bed for about an hour till 7.15, and I was so tired, but I wasn't that tired because I, um, I was just lying down resting. Mm-hmm. So then I just get up and have breakfast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
You got up and had breakfast, but did you know where everything was? <coughs> I suppose we helped you a little well, bit. Well, yeah, when we got home, you just told us briefly where everything mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. and it was, yeah. Yeah. it was really late, though, wasn't it? It was like 11.15. Yeah, but I, I did have some, some food because I was still hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. All right, so when you first were able to wake up in the morning and really take stock of everything around you, um, what did you think about the house? The house is brilliant. You got loads of things to look around. And yeah, it's just really uh, spacious. Yeah, compared to our our dad's house in England, your father's house. But yeah. you used to live in a big house in London. Yeah, we yeah. used to live in quite a big house yeah. um, until our parents divorced. Yeah. But it was nice because it was big and it had loads of places to explore. Uh-huh. But this place is a lot better. There's just loads of things to look at. Uh-huh. And it's keep you occupied for ages. So what do you think about the house, Nathaniel? We were talking about it on the glider and you told me what you would do. I think it's really nice because mainly what I did when um, we had a party for after the wedding practice, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. well, what we did, what I did was mainly just sit up on the stairs for about an hour because it's like just goes into a mini hat and I just looked at the view and everything because it's really nice to look outside and Mm -hmm. look at everything Mm -hmm. because I've not been here before Mm -hmm. and I really like the houses much bigger yeah Mm -hmm. like Sam saying we used to have a really big house Mm -hmm. until our parents divorced our house isn't that small, but it is quite small. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what Nathaniel's talking about here is that when we go upstairs in our house, there's a landing, and so you have the banisters going around the landing, and you can look out over the massive living room because it's all open plan. And our children, when I was homeschooling them, that was their favourite place to sit. They used to love sitting up there and just watch everything that's going on. So um, after the rehearsal... We had a big... What did we do at the house? Uh, we had a big party with mm-hmm. loads of our family that we haven't seen and their family friends. Mm-hmm. And we were just... We met a couple of... I met a really cool person named Shelby. Mm-hmm. He was really funny. And he, we had a long old chat about mm-hmm. just everything, like mm-hmm. differences in England and to America. Mm-hmm. Well, Shelby, Shelby was one of the homeschooling friends um, of both of my sons. So, um, and... Uh, he really found a very special place in Sam's heart, I think, um, chatting away to him. What about you, Nathaniel? Well, yeah, we saw about 30 of our relatives that lived in America that we hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, re- I really liked Shelby, but I like Simon's other best friend. I'm not sure Micah. what his... Um, what? Micah? Micah, yeah. Because okay. me and Micah just have a really nice and friendly... Jack and we just have a big laugh and it, I really like him because he's very friendly and we just have a big laugh mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And we had food, we had food at the rehearsal um, dinner. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the food, Sam. What did uh, we, I sat opposite you and I yeah. saw that you, you quite enjoyed it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I liked uh, the chicken parmesan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the chicken parmesan. Yeah. And the lasagna was tasty and mm-hmm. the cake, we had uh, chocolate and rum cake and coconut cake. Uh-huh. And that was great as well. And good soft drinks, right? Yeah, soft drinks. We had root beer, cherry cola, orange. Did you like the root drink. beer? Yeah, it was yeah. nice. But it's not, it tastes it's like not, medicine, doesn't it? Yeah, it smells a bit like um, Germany, which is like cream for scrapes and bruises. Germany. <laughs> That's a good description. Yes, it does probably. What about you, Sam? Did you, uh, Nathaniel, did you like Yeah, I, I really like the chicken. I didn't try some of the lasagna because I only wanted the chicken, but they also had nice garlic bread. But, oh, yeah, the root beer, 
It smelt it smelt like germline, but it tasted like Dr Pepper. Um, yeah, but the pudding was really nice. So I have mm-hmm. to say the chocolate cake was lovely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <coughs> That's interesting. You're doing very well. All right. So the next day was the wedding, right? Yeah. And during the day, what did you do during the day? Because I went off with Paris to oh, get her um, hair done. So we what just you went doing? swimming. Oh, gosh, that's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> did you go down in the creek at all? Did you go down yeah, in the creek? Yeah, we had a look in the creek. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was really cool. We just mm. walked down there, had a look. Yeah, yeah, but it was raining. Wasn't it raining that first day? Yeah. Right? It wasn't yeah, a very nice day. It didn't stop you from going swimming. No. But on the wedding day, what was the weather like? The weather was really hot. It yeah. was great. It was, uh, and so you were out in the pool and something pool. happened, right? Yeah, we got really badly we got sunburned. Really badly sunburned. <laughs> you know, who would think in April that you needed to put sunblock on and wear hats and that? But they got this lovely fair English skin, so yeah, but, they got a little bit burnt. Yeah, but my uh, the sunburns aren't as bad as we thought it would be. They were actually not that painful. Mine's terrible. Well, yours is terrible, but mine's not painful. But when we went swimming on the first day, like um, Auntie Vivian said, it was very cold. But, yeah, it was it was about 8 Celsius out... I meant 10 Celsius outside, and in the pool it was about 5 or 4 Celsius. But it didn't stop us. We just kept on oh, jumping yeah. in, but instantly going out because yeah, it was so yeah. cold. Well, well, we got used to it in the end and yeah. just swimming. Yeah. Well, you know, I've just got to go on a short break, so don't go far because you're going to want to come back and listen to these two young men talk about the wedding. So we'll be back in just a minute. How do you handle toddlers, teens, and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler, and we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, Solving the Connections of Autoimmune Disease to Thyroid Problems, Fibromyalgia, Depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live, Monday nights at 9, 10 Central, here on Togginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Togginet. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. Well, I'm back and I'm talking to my two nephews who are visiting from England for a very special occasion, the wedding of my youngest son, Simon, and we have now got to the wedding day. They've been telling us about what they've been doing since they've been here, and um, obviously in the morning on the day of the wedding, it was beautiful, so they swam for quite a long time, no jumping in and going, oh, this is way too cold and jumping straight out again. 
they kind of got used to it and they got sunburned because they were out in the sun for a long time. So, Nathaniel, tell me, you had some lunch. I'm sure you ate some lunch before you went to the wedding. Can you remember what you had for lunch? Well, we just, just had... A sandwich or Oh, something? um, Dad made us some, like... Sloppy Joes. Oh, he, he made us mince meat. And we put it in mini rolls and we had that with... Did you have roast potatoes? Yeah, we, yeah, had, we uh, had that with mini yeah. roast potatoes there. It's lovely. Oh, we right. had a bit of veg. But it wasn't as nice as the wedding dinner. Okay, well then, and then you got dressed to go to the wedding. Yeah. Tell us about that, Sam. Uh, well, it was it was it was all right for me, but uh, for Nathaniel bought a two small shirt. So, well, oh. he didn't pack it. He says. Oh, that's a shame. My mom so you had a little bit of a wardrobe <laughs> I know, disconnect. But, huh? Even though I'm nine years old, it said ten years old, and it was almost up to my elbow. Elbow, yeah. So the sleeves were too short? Really Is that too little problem? Short. And they were so uncomfortable. Oh, that was a shame. Mind you, um, on my trousers, my connecting buckle had fallen off, so I had to improvise and use a safety pin. Oh, your connecting button? Oh, the button yeah. at the top? Oh, of the that was funny. So, oh. so, oh, so both of you had a little bit yeah. of a wardrobe malfunction. Well, but you held it all together very nicely. Yep. Yep. And we went up to the wedding, and tell us, when you walked into the... Parish hall where we had the reception, what did you think? Nathaniel, very, very big. Very big? Okay, mm. lots of tables. Yeah. Was it pretty? It was so pretty. Mm. And when I, um, the day before, when I heard that we were having DJ, I was like, yes, DJ. <laughs> and I, I saw it was so cool. And they had like a dance hall ready up, and it was so cool. Mm hmm. So what about you, Sam, when you first went yeah, to? Yeah, I, I really quite liked it. It was cool. And then I... Could you I really, describe what it looked like? Well, the, decorations? Um, the ceiling had, uh, like, um, what do you call it? It's Just tools. Curtain and yeah, lights. Yeah. Curtains and lights hanging from them. Mm -hmm. And then there were tables with different names of animals and birds on them. Yeah. And, and then I I really, I was like, Nathaniel was really excited when he saw had a pick and mix candy stand. Oh, oh right. Was, so you got to that first. I was right? so yeah. Well, I didn't get to it first. I was like the tenth one to have to get it, but mm -hmm. I just stuffed my bag. And at the end, um, when the, everybody had gone, there was still a lot. And Dad and um, they said we could have a whole bag full. But then Dad says you can't have it. So I was like, oh come on. Did Don't you did so you manage long. to take any home with you? Yeah, we took. Two whole bags, um, Sam packed one and I packed one. Mm -hmm. Obviously, mine stuffed more for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, um, the food was nice as well. The dinner we had was a barbecue, so I had a sausage, steak, really nice beans, um, and like coleslaw and bread and everything like that. And potato salad? Did you eat any potato salad? Uh, I had a bit, but I don't really yeah, like, like potato no. salad. No. But uh, the barbecue sauce is brilliant. I love the barbecue sauce in America. So you become a barbecue sauce fan? Yeah. And you can make it, you know. You can look yeah. it up online and find a recipe and make your own yeah. I'm not really sauce. sure what the barbecue sauce tastes like, to be honest. Because you, you don't have any. I know. You should try some tonight with your hands. Yeah, I might. Yeah. And so next to the table that had all the sweeties on it, the candies, was the table with... The bride and the groom. With yeah. And the best man and the bridesmaids. Oh, the top table. Right. Yeah. Yes. But it was, was a big top table. Oh, the table. next... Oh, sorry. Oh, the dance floor. The, the table next to it uh, had the wedding cake and another chocolate and coffee cake, yeah. which was... 
That was great. the groom's cake. So were you able to try the wedding cake? Did you yeah, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. You did? Yeah. I don't think I got a piece of either. I don't know. What was I doing when they were cutting the cake? I have no idea. Maybe you just... <laughs> I was socialising probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they cut the cake. Yeah, but it was really funny because there is a long table at the end of the hall where the bride and groom and the best man and mm-hmm. bride mates are. But one table right next to our table kept on banging the table and... um. They were wanting to see the bride and groom kiss. They were like, and then eventually they just, oh, come on. And they did it. They did? Yeah, they just kept on doing it. Stop banging the table. (laughs) All right, so before we get to the reception, before we got to the reception, we had the service, the wedding service, and the bride walked down the aisle. What does she look like? Uh, Yeah, Yeah, she looked lovely. She had Mm -hmm. a long, frilly dress, Mm -hmm. and it had loads of patterns on the actual... Mm -hmm. On the white itself, yeah. yeah. And a pretty bouquet, right? Yeah. 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 It was funny, all the bouquets were the same. Were they? Yeah. So what colour? What were her colours? It was... Blue. Blue. Like blue roses. Blue and orange. Yeah. You know know why she chose those two colours? Because they're two of her favourite birds. Yeah. They're bird bird colours. And in fact, there's a flower that's a bird of paradise that has that. Blue chip and... uh, Probably like a macaw on that. Yes, yes. One of those beautiful parrots that she she works with. Right, so... You, um, we got through the church service, right? Yeah. And your shirt's very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When did you begin forgetting about your shirt, Daniel? Well, I forgot half the way. Yeah. But when I knelt down, it I just remembered because it was so uncomfortable. It was yeah. just about yeah. halfway to get halfway past the elbow mm-hmm. up and halfway to. It goes completely up and I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Oh. <laughs> so when we sat down, I was like, oh, finally. Well, when you got into the reception and after you'd eaten and when the dancing started, mm-hmm. were you dancing a lot? Yeah. Oh, I, I just... <laughs> on the first couple of songs, they weren't really the kind of songs that I danced to, but then we've, we got some really good songs mm-hmm. and... Later on, I suggest a really, really good song that, like, it's weird. Only me and Ian and Simon and Ian's two best friends um, danced to it. And I thought, what was that? um, And the song was called um, Every Day I'm Shuffling. But when I danced to that. Yeah, and Sam. But when we got later on, like, a few more people came in. But yeah, um, most of the dancing, when it was gangland style, it was so annoying because when there was a pause in the gangland style, everyone just pointed at me and I was like, what are you doing there for? And then when they, he, they, he said it, they all did exactly what I did. Yeah, okay. And it, I was like, why are they pointing at me? <laughs> what did so I did do? Did you enjoy the dancing, Sam? Yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was quite good because uh, I met a couple more people and spoke to them and they took more pictures. In a photo booth. Which, oh, yeah, um, that was oh, funny. Right. Tell us yeah. about the photo booth. The photo booth was uh, where you just put on wacky hats and just uh, set the timer and you just took crazy pictures and pulled faces, but you could just take a normal, formal one as well, yeah. and smiling, but we, we didn't really do that. Well, much. the photo booth, um, the, the bride's dad had made a big picture frame, yeah. empty picture frame, so you could stand behind it, and it had a little automatic... Yeah. button that you could press so you could take your own picture and that was a lot of fun oh, apparently yeah. there were like 
450 yeah. photographs. 483. 80, 483. Well, it, yeah, was, right. it was really funny because um, on some of the photos, um, in one where it was me, Sam and Dad... We, me and Sam were like, 3D photo! And we poked out the screen like, 3D photo! Oh. And it's going to be funny when we get those. Yeah, it'll be funny. Woohoo! Alright, Nathaniel, while you're talking, have you yes. bought anything while you've been here? Yeah, we bought some really nice chocolate bars, like baked moose. <laughs> and... What did you buy today? Oh yeah, I bought a watch today. Yeah. And we bought some cereal to take home. Right. That's the favourite thing sweets. that I do. When I go to England, I always bring my favourite food back <laughs> yeah. to America. And these two That's boys come to America and they're taking their favourite food back. We just chocolate, cereal. <laughs> chocolate and cereal. Pop-tarts, Pop-tarts, I think, Pop-tarts, is another thing there. Mainly chocolate cereal. Yeah. All right, so today places. we decided to take you on a little drive-through sight- sightseeing oh, tour I of mean, Dallas. Yeah, that was nice. So and where did you go, Sam? Uh, well, yeah. we were... Driving around, then we saw where our cousin helps film the part of Dallas, That's uh, right. the series Dallas. That's right. And then the further along there, we saw um, uh, um, John John F. Oh yeah, sorry, I got mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. We were shot. on Martin Luther we're, King Road. Yeah, we were Road, on Martin Luther Street. King Road, yes. and then yeah. I got mixed up. Yeah. Where JFK was shot, mm-hmm. and then a map. We bought uh, a newspaper which told us about it, mm-hmm. and we saw where the guy was. The guy shot him mm-hmm. on the grassy knoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. And um, yes, was it yesterday that we went to see a movie? Yeah, yeah. we saw just... a movie called Lincoln, and it was all about President Lincoln surviving through the Civil War, mm-hmm. um, whether to keep slave black people slaves, yeah. uh, but in their term, neons of slaves, yeah. or just be free and in the end I was I thought I knew that the neons would be free and when I heard the neons were free I was like finally yeah and so but, um, suspense yeah but you. um at the end it was quite sad, sad because um Lincoln's son was watching a play and then the curtains close and a man comes running in saying President Lincoln's been shot and it's really uh, if I was um, that kid, I would have been so un- upset because mm-hmm. yeah, he, he, he was shot upset. in the bed by by well, assassin. He was shot yeah. in the head, and yeah, then and you an saw the next scene. You what saw, was the yeah. assassin name? I can't remember. Wilkes um, was it? John Wilkes? Yeah, I think it was. John. Yeah, I don't know exactly. And um, yeah, that <laughs> was it. But well, it was really funny. The popcorn cost more than the tickets. <laughs> it was <laughs> hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the film. It was, it was really quite interesting because I think um, Daniel Day, Lu- Daniel Day Lewis, um, really played Lincoln well. He really played the role, yeah. and he brought out his true personality of Lincoln. But yeah. you could tell that a couple of people weren't really enjoying it. So as a man in the front having a long old snooze and snoring and like. <laughs> Oh, you were, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a really loud. I know. It was so annoying. Please be quiet. I I thought someone was just slapping on the cup, but no. (laughs) Yeah, but then I say, why do you think that? It's a bit noisy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's taking a while. (laughs) We also went for a little bit of a walk. I took the two boys on my favourite walk. Yeah, I really like that walk because it got to show us... uh, Creek 
what's yeah. its name? I forgot to name Duck Creek. Duck, Duck Creek. Creek. And it's really nice because we saw the source of the creek mm-hmm. and we also saw that it leads into a bit of a pond. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool because on the walk, we know the walk and we've been, we went right around the creek then came right back to our house. But another part joining onto the creek was um, in the back garden there's a really nice nature part of the creek and um, we went there and it was so nice. We mm-hmm. really liked the countryside and all that mm-hmm. nature. Yeah. That's my uh, back 40 that I talk about. Yeah. It was a it's a great walk actually. Yeah. It showed us all around where Hunter Vivian is. All right. Well, we're going to have to go on another break and I'm going to ask the boys, can you come back just for like five more minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We don't mind. And um, we'll finish up and then I'll say goodbye to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, don't go far. I'll be back in just a moment. Yeah, we won't. How do you handle toddlers, teens and tirades when homeschooling? That's what we're working on now. It's Vivian McNinney, the sociable homeschooler. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. With your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The Girlfriend It principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer. And my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out GirlfriendIt.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to mm-hmm. have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney, the show for any homeschooler at any point in their homeschooling career. Join us as we plow through the problems, tackle the challenges, and celebrate the successes. It's The Sociable Homeschooler on Toginac. And now back to your host, Vivian McNinney. All right, I'm back, and I've still got Sam and Nathaniel with me. And you know what? They're dying to go have their dinner. What's Uncle Larry making for you tonight? He's making hamburgers and... uh... Yeah, we're really excited. Hamburgers and crisps. Can you explain what crisps are in America, Nathaniel? Do you know what they're called? Are they called fries? No. Well, that's chips. Tots. Chips. Chips. They're actually called chips and fries. You see, that's the thing. Fries are chips in England. Fries are chips in England. That's right. And so you're having hamburgers. And then afterwards, I've told the two boys that they can do something very special after their dinner. What's that? Swimming at night. In with the, the light, with the night with the pool light on, it would be so cool to look underwater. And they were excited about uh, that. So. I just can't wait. Yeah. And so that that was my lure to get them out of the pool to do this little interview. And I said, <laughs> and then after dinner, you can go back in the pool. Yeah. Okay. So this morning you got up, and there really wasn't very much to do, so we decided to go out for breakfast. So who wants to talk about breakfast? Wait. Okay. Let's oh, come on. Fanny, you talk a lot. So well, tell us about breakfast. Uh, Where did you go? We went up to IHOP, which was great. It's uh, it, well, it has everything. You can have just normal, all day bre- big breakfasts mm-hmm. or just pancakes, mm-hmm. which well, which they I brought had you pancakes as well. Well, they? yeah, I had uh, this pancake combo. Where I had 
four pancakes, which was chocolate chip, cinnamon, and then just two normal. Mm-hmm. Then I came with a hash brown, rashes of bacon, and scrambled egg. So wow. Yeah. And you had coffee. And right. unlimited coffee. So what did you have? Well, then? what I had, well, I'm going to start off with a drink. That's not really a pro- it's not really appropriate for a breakfast drink, but I had Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I had three um, pancakes um, with four savoury sausages, and, yeah, it was very did you nice. Have eggs? No, I didn't have any eggs, no. Did you have the hash browns? Nope. Nope, so you just had sausage and pancakes. Mm. Well, it was really funny because um, Dad's Uncle Larry said, I bet you're not going to finish it. But then Dad said, oh, he'll finish it because it's pancakes and sausages. I'm like, duh. Did you put any syrup on your pancakes? No, I just had them plain. You did? Did you have butter on them? Nope. Oh, you took the butter off. off? Well, but he did really well. He ate all his pancakes (laughs) and so did Sam. And do you know what IHOP stands for? International House of Pancakes. Excellent. Do you have IHOP in England? Uh, no. You don't? And yeah. you know what? It's very good because you have managed to go to places here in America yeah. which you don't have in England, okay. yeah. which was always a rule when I took my yeah. children to England. They were not allowed to go anywhere, so they couldn't go to a McDonald's because we have McDonald's here in America, so they weren't allowed to do McDonald's. They had not to Cafe do Rouge. English stuff. We don't have Cafe Rouge here, so they could have gone to Cafe Rouge. But they weren't allowed to go to Starbucks because we have Starbucks here. Mm. And you've not been to Starbucks here, have you? Yeah, but it's different because the McDonald's is different to the McDonald's in England and Starbucks is different to the Starbucks in England. Well, they are a little bit, but we wanted to try, like, the English coffee shops. Yeah, like Cafe Rouge or Cafe Mirabeau. Yeah, that's right. All right, so... um, you two are still on your Easter holidays. Yeah. And you started on Monday, Thursday, which is just before Easter. And they have had this whole, well, the whole of, well, Monday, Thursday on, and then the whole of this week, right? Yeah. And then we've got, a then we got, got another back. week to go. Yeah. You have all of next week as well? Yeah, right? we have two weeks Easter holiday. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's excellent. And but then you have three terms, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we, no, we have four terms. Do we? Yes. Yeah, we have four terms because yeah. we have three bank holidays and one Easter holiday. Oh, right. Yeah. But one summer holiday. And, so we have two bank holidays, one Easter holiday and mm. one summer holiday. They have lots of holidays, but they don't actually break up for their summer holiday until July, do you? No. No. Whereas we break up here at the end of May and sometimes go into the little bit of June if we've had to take time off for snow, yeah. which we really haven't had to do this well, it's year. So, it's really cool because I have my birthday... In the summer, because it's the summer term. But it's really fun because about a month later, we have the summer holidays. Because mm-hmm. my birthday's on June seventeenth, so it's a month for July. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really happy. I've just like, had my birthday. So let's I can't wait till summer. Bit, let's talk a little bit about the weather. Because what has the weather been like? Because you're swimming here, and in England, what's the weather like? Uh, well, it's been snowing for the last yeah. couple of days. Freezing and cold. freezing cold and raining. Right. So. so every time you go outside, you say, Nathaniel, you always say... I know, I say the temperature, I'm just like, oh, it's 21 degrees, oh, it's 22.4. I'm just like, whoa, it's hot. Yeah, you find find it's warm. Yeah, I I really like it when it's hot. But when it was about 21 degrees, you said it's cold, and I was like, 
No, yeah. he isn't. It's really hot. He feels a little bit because we're used to really hot summers. I know. Yeah. We would really like to come here at summer to have a really hot summer. Well, you ha- definitely have to have a pool, and then it's 90 degrees in that pool. It's not 60 like it is at the moment. So it's very warm. But that's like 60 Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. And it's just like getting into a bath. Well, boys, I have come to the end of my time with okay. you. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah. Wow. Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah I had so really fun. much yeah. fun. Yes, well, you have a safe a safe journey, and um, I will talk to you again when I come to England. Right? Yeah, thank you. Thank Bye. You. Yeah. Bye. Bye. I was talking to Samuel and Nathaniel Bagley, who chatted on enthusiastically about their trip to America. Sounds as if they enjoyed themselves, doesn't it? Well, my oldest nephew, Sam, has a Saturday job, a big thing when I was growing up too, but I never had one being at boarding school. He works at a hairdresser. He sweeps the floor, washes hair, gives hand massages, and sometimes answers the phone. He saved up his money to buy himself an iPod, which he unfortunately mislaid on the plane over here, but happily, his blue-eyed uncle was able to submit a form to the airlines, and hopefully they'll recover it for him. He told my youngest that she could work as a bagger at Sainsbury's if she ever returned to England and needed a quick job. And I remembered when both my brother and I were students, we were never without jobs. Literally, during the holidays, we could walk into a shop or department store, post office or government building, and apply for a job and get one that very same day. I had friends who complained they couldn't get work because they were too fussy. But quite honestly, for a few weeks a year, anything was all right as long as I was paid for it. It's only as you get older that getting a job, a real career-type job, is more competitive. They really did love the pool. And Nathaniel was an expert at checking the temperatures, remember? I have a thermometer in my garden room, and first thing in the morning when the alarm was off, except for once, remember when the alarm went off in the house one morning? It was loud, wasn't it? Anyway, Nathaniel would go out and check the digital readout on my windowsill. It's 10 degrees Celsius, he'd say. Then, when the day had moved on a little, say around 7.30am, he'd wander outside and pull up the thermometer in the water and come back in and say, and 15 degrees Celsius in the water. The first day they were here, it was freezing cold. I think an Arctic front had come to visit, and it was overcast. We told them they couldn't swim until the sun came out. Only mad dogs and English boys will even think about swimming at the beginning of April. They waited and waited for the sun to emerge from behind the cloud cover, and then finally... I was up at church decorating for the reception. It did peek its head around the corner for about 10 minutes and bam, they were in. Oh, I forgot to mention that they were ready. They had their trunks and towels on and had been pacing the perimeter of the pool and looking heavenward for the longest time. I returned to get ready for the evening and ice my cakes, which Nathaniel had helped me make earlier. Thanks, young man. You did a wonderful job cracking eggs and mixing and washing up. They'd only stayed in the fridge pool for a few minutes before getting out, shivering and teeth chattering to get ready for all things wedding and the activities that evening but they had been swimming day one the next day being simon and lindsay's wedding day dawned bright and sunny and remarkably warm compared to the day before our little weatherman nathaniel announced that the temperature outside was 13 degrees and 15 in the pool they swam happily that day since the air temperature was a whole lot warmer or at least it seemed it than the water and they caught sun on their backs and shoulders not a chatter or a shiver when they were playing. The rest of their stay, the outside temperature just got warmer and warmer. And in the end, although the water only varied by a degree or two, it had soared to an impressive 85 degrees Fahrenheit, about 25 degrees Celsius. When they played together in the pool, I saw the youngest, Nathaniel, directing his big brother in the finesse of, 
Hunger Games. They've just watched it on Netflix, which was a great hit, by the way. Netflix and the Hunger Games. My children were the same. They used to spend hours outside putting together stunts for films their older brother was shooting or following their younger brother into the field beyond to take part in some adventure that he'd concocted. If we'd let them, they would have spent all day outside in the water, but we had to do some sightseeing, so the pool never lost its appeal. It's been a long time since it's been used so much. With my four, there was hardly a day in the summer when the water wasn't being sloshed over the sides with dives and jumps and games of chase underwater. Do you want to know something, Sam and Nathaniel? Because I know you're listening. When you left, the weather temperature plummeted again and it became freezing cold. The outdoor temperature read only 9 degrees and the pool was 13, so it would have been a teeth-chattering swim for the rest of the week. You certainly did luck out with the weather. It also rained and stormed the same week of your departure. The creek, remember at the bottom of the back 40, flooded over its edges and made its way up towards the fence. And one of those days I went out to pick up some pots that had been blown around the garden and put on my crocs outside my office door and guess what I found inside one of them, or at least what my toes found? A frog! Yeah, hopefully this is the last cold front before the summer. It isn't any fun having to wear my boots and a coat to go on my walk. And remember all those lovely flowers I had in the house for the rehearsal dinner? The orange daylilies? Well, I was smelling the roses or yellow chrysanthemums the other day and must have brushed my hair against the orange stamens of the flowers in the same vase. And your Uncle Larry and Malia asked me, What's the orange stuff in your hair, Mum? Or wife? It shows up really well on my white hair and I think they thought it may be marmalade or something worse. I went and looked in the mirror and it was pollen. Have you ever accidentally got bright pollen on your skin? It stains like crazy. Sure enough, even after washing my hair a couple of times, the orange is still lurking. It now looks like a bad nicotine stain, kind of yellow. So, here endeth the account of an historic event in the lives of the McNenny family and a once-in-a-lifetime trip for the family Bagley. I know we enjoyed your visit, Samuel and Nathaniel, immensely, and I hope you'll be able to return before you turn 20 to enjoy a Texas summer with us. And it's time for me to leave you for another week. I'm glad you were able to get to know my nephews and I hope you, Samuel and Nathaniel, enjoyed listening to yourselves on the radio. Things are so hectic right now, I don't know whether I'm coming or going. So for now, I'll say farewell and promise to be back same time, same place next week. Without further ado, I'll say thanks to my handsome husband who believes in love at first sight our four children who are the result of that belief, the hard-working staff at Toginet Radio, my guests this week, Samuel and Nathaniel Bagley, and you, my faithful listeners, especially Hannah, Joel, Rosemary, Kathleen, Jane, Olivia, Tina, and oodles of others who are part of my growing audience. Why don't you stay tuned in all the time to Toginet and catch lots of great shows to glide you through your day. Take care and be safe. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Doop, doop, doop. Doop, Bye. Thank you for joining us for The Sociable Homeschooler with Vivian McNinney on Toginat. The Sociable Homeschooler is Vivian's attempt to help dispel the stereotypical homeschool family. She and her husband have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who are willing guinea pigs for her foray into homeschooling, the Wildflower Academy, which flourished for 15 years. Vivian is here to be an encourager to all of you who are thinking of homeschooling. 
Plus, you'll have some great ideas on homework, vacations, keeping science projects in the house, and being popular versus popularity. So we'll see you here next Friday for another engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on toginet.com.